Velocity, the podcast about all things equine with a special emphasis on the horse-human bond. My name is Alexandra Curlin. I'm the author of The Click That Teaches, a step-by-step guide in pictures, and many other books and DVDs on clicker training. And I'm joined by Dominique Day, one of the co-founders of Cavalian. So Dominique, what I'd love to talk about today are the clinics that I'm going to be giving. So last year, I had the normal schedule of clinics all set up. And then we had this little thing called the coronavirus that kind of upended everybody's lives, including mine. And I started giving virtual clinics. And if someone had said at the start that I was going to be giving virtual clinics and that not only was I giving them, but that I loved them and that from a teaching point of view, from a learning point of view, they're absolutely fabulous. I would have been very skeptical. But we tried one, and it turned out that this format, using Zoom and using video, turns out to be a phenomenal way to learn the details of my work. Because I mean, there are just so many becauses. One of the becauses is going to a virtual platform means that geography doesn't matter. So there have been lots of people who would love, love to have attended one of the clinics with their horse, but their horse wasn't ready, or they lived too far away, or it was too expensive. There were lots of reasons why they couldn't bring horse bring their horse to a clinic. Well, the virtual format eliminates all of that because we're working with video. So you can, you're working with your horse in your own home environment, in the environment where your horse is most comfortable. So when we have clinics, often it's not what we're working on in a training session necessarily that is difficult for the horse, but they may just not be comfortable being away from their other pasture mates or being away from home, being in a strange barn. Maybe they're used to being turned out 24-7 in, uh, and, and having lots of room to move around. And now you've taken them to a clinic and they're in a small paddock or stall and they're just, they're not comfortable with that. And so it's a struggle working with them through the whole weekend. And with the virtual clinics, all of that is eliminated right. because you're working in your home environment. Mm-hmm. So I really love that. You know, we could work on what people wanted to work on. And when we had video, everybody had, essentially everybody had the same seat in the house. And it was often the best seat in the house. I remember one of the, one of the videos, the person had put her camera up in the corner of the stall she was working it was it wasn't really a stall it was a long narrow barn and she had put the the camera up in the rafters up in the corner and so we could look straight down onto her horse which for the exercise she was working on was absolutely the perfect angle in which to see what was going on now if we'd been at an actual clinic People would have been trying to look through the half doors of the barn 
sort of craning their head around to be able to see, and there would have been uh, times where you were just at the wrong angle to see the horse. Only one person, if anybody did sit up in the rafters, only one person would have been able to sit up in the rafters. There wouldn't have been room for everybody to crowd up there. And yet, there we were, we all had the best seat in the house. So that was a nice advantage. Mm -hmm. And we could play the video back. So the people would send me the video clips, which meant that I had control of the scrubber bar. We could play the video forward and back and in slow motion until everybody could see the details that were being highlighted by the conversation. And so the focus was just so there, there weren't the distractions. There weren't the, you know, somebody having a conversation sitting next to you in a clinic. There weren't, there weren't those times where the wind is blowing my voice away. You can't hear what's being said to the handler. You know, it's just really absolute focus. And that was one of the comments that I had from somebody. She wrote just a great review where she said, you know, I've been to lots of clinics. I've been to clinics all across the country and in Europe, and uh, I've gone to clinics for years, and I think this was the clinic I learned more from this weekend than I had ever learned from any of those. And I was thinking, why? Why is that? And it was because the focus was 100%. Mm. You know, there just aren't the distractions. And and so I, I would agree with her. I really, really enjoyed the virtual clinics last year, and I designed three clinics. So I did one that started out with a presentation on extinction. So it's really looking at the teaching strategies that we employ with clicker training. So we looked at loopy training, we looked at what it means to be a constructional trainer. And then we looked at through the video, we looked at where everybody was in their handling. And it was really great weekend, powerful weekend. And then I had a clinic that was called What Do You See, where we learned not just to see details, but to really begin to understand what those details mean, why they're significant, why they're important. And the clinic also involved a lot of body awareness. We had uh, Feldenkrais sessions and we had Pilates sessions so that you could become, you begin to explore balance and see details in balance in part by exploring your own balance because you're a laboratory that you always have with you you know it, you can learn a lot about balance by simply observing in a structured way in an educated way which is what the things like the feldenkrais work will do for you is really help you to learn how to be a noticer of balance and understand what those changes and shifts mean and to notice the places where movement begins or so that your timing can be really good. You know, what happens before the thing that happens before the thing that happens before the thing that you want. And, and it also helps you to see where movement gets stuck. You know, where, where does it get stuck? When does it get stuck? Is it the same on the left side as the right side? All of these, uh, these questions that you begin to explore in a meaningful way. That's what that clinic was about. And then there was the constructional rope handling, which is so much more than just picking up a lead rope. It was, it's, it's a, the 
really the core key handling skills. It's shaping on a point of contact. Do you understand what that means? And do you have the body awareness to be able to to make that work for you and to use both uh, your your own body language, body your own balance, your own movement to communicate really clearly and in detail with another, with your animal learner. And whether that is at liberty, where there's nothing in your hand, or whether it's down lead rope. So the rope handling is about so much more than just, can I pick up a lead and lead my horse? It's a really fun clinic. And again, it was that was that was astounding to me in terms of the virtual clinics, how much you can do, how much you can you can teach a skill that normally I would have thought you know, it's very hands-on, you know, I'm holding a lead rope, you're sliding down, I can feel, you know, whether you're tight, whatever, well, how does it feel in my hand when you slide down the lead? And yet, you can't do that via Zoom. I can't reach through the computer screen and feel what the lead feels like when you slide down. But we could still, through the whole process of the constructional approach, we could make just wonderful, wonderful changes in the handlers. And then we could see that ripple into these beautiful changes in the, in the horses. So that was really fun. So, so that was last year. And so this year, you know, I was thinking, well, what am I going to do about the clinics? We still can't travel. You know, it's going to be a long time before I would say, you know, it's, it's where we can say, We've, we've been vaccinated, the vaccine is working, the virus is under control, and it's safe to travel and it's safe to meet in groups. So what am I going to do in 2021 in terms of the clinics? And so what I've decided to do is to repeat the clinics that I gave last year because the clinics are small groups and not everybody was able to attend, obviously. And I'm also, I've also designed four new clinics. So I'm giving a clinic that's on getting started. It's um, just what the title says. If you're new to clicker training, if you have a new horse, or if you're an instructor and you want to see what I do to help a, a new horse handler team. You know, if you're, if you're interested in the beginning steps, that's what this is going to focus on. And then we're going to repeat the three clinics from last year. And then I've added another series of three. And I'm so excited by these clinics. So the second set, I've invited Michaela Hempen. Uh, and we know Michaela from the podcast. And if we go back to, I lose track of time, but it was not this past August, but the August before, mm -hmm. Michaela did that great podcast for us on single subject design. And she's also been uh, sharing with us the work that she's been doing with uh, with Blondie, the horse who cribs. And she's been working with Dr. Jesus Rosales Ruiz and Mary Hunter in, in looking at the stimulus control and, mm -hmm. and, and how you use those concepts to change behavior. So Michaela is going to be my co-teacher for a clinic that I've called managing energy and emotions, getting to just right, sort of the Goldilocks effect. 
And we're going to be looking at how you incorporate this concept of single subject design and stimulus control into your training so that you can shift behavior that you're not wanting, like the cribbing, mm -hmm. and you can also teach new skills. It's going to be really fun. And then one of the things I talked about, I've talked about a lot, and I talked about in the clinics last year, that people were, I think, kept saying, wanting more, <laughs> they were really curious about it, was the Feldenkrais hug. Mm -hmm. You've seen me teach that with some of the horses that were at the Cavalier Barn. And I'm thinking in particular with um, the horse who was very ear shy, head shy. I introduced the Feldenkrais hug to him. Zacho, who just adored the hug. And for some of these horses, it can be absolutely transforming emotionally. It's really interesting. And it's also a really key core component. We were talking last time about uh, behavioral cusps, <laughs> that, that concept that Jesus introduced. And I would say the hug could very definitely be a behavioral cusp. And so the clinic is going to be, what have horse hugs got to do with lateral work and riding? So it's really beginning to introduce the way that you develop this lateral <laughs> flexions and what you do with them. And then the third clinic is, what was the title I gave it? Oh, uh, the Tai Chi Walk and Reversibility. Understanding lateral, yes, very, you know, all these all these titles, you know, for most, most clinics are trailer loading 101. You know. So say that one again. The Tai Chi Walk and Reversibility. It's sort of comparable to the rope handling clinic where the focus is on building handler skills so the focus is on the handler more than the horse. And it's going deeper into understanding lateral flexions, what they are, how to teach them, what they do for you. So really great clinics. And I recommend to people that you go through the clinics in order. I mean, if, you're, if you've been clicker training for a while, you, may, you can maybe jump ahead of the getting started. But... If you haven't, particularly if you haven't worked with me before, you haven't been to my clinics, I would say begin at the beginning of the series. You know, begin with the Extinction Clinic mm -hmm. and then work your way through. And then for the people who were in, who attended the clinics last year, we're, we're moving on. And what's really exciting is the format. So I'm going to experiment with two formats. The first one one that, that we did last year when I gave clinics for the Australian group. And the way that we dealt with the time difference is we held the clinic over five consecutive days. So norm, what I had been doing was I was basically modeling them on the in-person clinics. So we had a morning session, took a break, and then we had an afternoon session. Well, this year, we're going to have, in this one format, we're going to work for five consecutive days. So we'll, the first day will be the introductions, and then every day after that we'll have one session per day. And that gives people time. You'll have the session, and then you can. there's time for you to go visit your horse, to make a video, and then to send that in, and then we can incorporate the video into the clinic and, and look at everybody's training and the time for that so it's going to have one start time so it'll be starting at uh depends on the time of the year 
but it'll be at 5 or 6 p.m. Eastern Time, which means if you're out on the West Coast, that's early afternoon. So basically everybody who's in North America, that's a comfortable start time. And it allows for everybody who's on the other side of the planet in Australia and New Zealand to join in. So we could have some really fun groups that are very international. So is it six in the morning for them? It's, um, well, it depends upon where they are mm -hmm. in Australia and New Zealand. Right. So it's more like um, Melbourne time. I think it's like eight or nine o'clock, something like that. So it's, it's a reasonable hour. You're not having to get up at, what we were trying to do is avoid either super early morning start times for the Australians and or super late nights for uh, for mm. me because Robin doesn't like it when I get to the barn late. <laughs> he thinks room service has is letting him down. <laughs> so the other the other clinic format that I'm really excited by, it's going to be held over two consecutive weekends. So again, we'll have the get together on Friday for introductions because that's so important. And for me, the that time that we spend as a group introducing one another and uh, everybody gets to talk about their horses or if they're, if they're a dog trainer, they talk about their you know dogs or kangaroos or whatever it is that they're training. And then what is it that they're working on and what their background is with the clicker training and with the horses. And for me, it's a really important part of the clinic. It helps to shape a clinic that is designed for the individuals who are attending and not some generic clinic. And then we'll work on Saturday and Sunday. We'll have one training session per day. And then we have the week in between and we meet up again again on Saturday and Sunday. But during the week, we're going to have closed online forum. And so if you sign up for a horse spot, you can send your video into me and we'll post it on the forum and any comments and training suggestions that I have will go up on the forum so everybody can see each other's videos and be learning from one another. And I think it's going to be just really, really powerful. So you'll have a, you know just a whole week to see the lessons unfold. Then we get back together again on Saturday and Sunday to move the work on again. And is there like a difference between someone who reserves a horse spot and attendants who would not submit videos? Well, if you don't if you don't submit a video, you you don't get that direct feedback. Uh, I'm I'm working with you and your mm -hmm. horse, but you can, you know, in terms of participating in all the other aspects of the clinic, you're you are a full participant. Mm -hmm. You just don't have that coaching mm. with your yeah. horse. And the start time for that one is 12 noon Eastern time, which means that, again, if you're out on the West Coast, if you're out in California, that's a 9 a.m. start time. So everybody in North America, it's a comfortable start time for the, the weekend group sessions. And if you're in Europe, then... It's just early evening. It's a late afternoon, early evening. So again, if you're in Europe, you can participate. So rather than trying to, you know, do the same clinic for different geographic areas, I thought, and which was really hard on my head last year, 
because that's what I tried mm-hmm. to do. I was changing time zones practically every weekend, and it was definitely a head spinner. But this way, geography truly doesn't come into play and will mean that we can have people attending. And these will truly be international clinics, which is really fun. So I'm, I'm just, you know, the coronavirus has done, it's done a lot of harm. But there are Easter eggs to be found. Yeah. You know, to quote Susan Friedman. Right. And I think this shifting into a and making full use of the virtual format is definitely one of the Easter Absolutely. eggs. Absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to it. And you know, we don't normally in the podcast spend the entire podcast sort of sounding like an advertisement, but every now and then I think, you know, it it's it's important to do something like this. And it really is an example. You could say it's an example of, of the shaping process. Hmm. You know, you started very tentatively and with the first one and said, how is this going to work? And with each iteration, there were changes in what I was doing with the clinics. And now there's, you know, taking all of that information and data, I've come up with another experiment and it's always that you know it's that whole you come up with an idea of what you'd like to try you try it you gather data you evaluate you revise you change again and as long as you're doing that you know it means you're still alive (laughs) you know you're still learning yeah i think you know it's we've seen that the clicker community has adapted to the virus and you know all this virtual teaching I think is a trend that is there to stay. Even when the yes. virus is gone, I think we'll continue to reap the benefits of this kind of learning because yes, absolutely, a lot of people cannot travel for all the reasons you've said before. And it's great to see real training in real time because, you know, it's, it's certainly nice to have a concise PowerPoint with edited video, but sometimes it's also very educating to see real life training going on with not everything being perfect. Yeah. Well, you still want to learn from one another. You want that, you know, the the personal touch and you want the active, there there is real learning occurring. And it's not simply that you're watching a prepared video. I mean, yes, there are prepared videos in these clinics, but the addition of we're working with your horse and we're seeing changes occurring really enriches the experience. These are not set up like webinars where you sit and you watch a prepared presentation. Mm -hmm. There are interactions, there are discussions, there are times when you are getting up from the computer and engaged in some activity. So it, it's much more than just watching a prepared webinar. And I think there's, you know, even when we get to the point where we can travel again, I think that these the virtual formats are going to stay. They're going to continue to be used. They'll get better all the time. Zoom will give us more capabilities because they'll keep expanding and enriching. And if not Zoom, then some other platform. So I think these are definitely here to stay. And it it makes sense because, you know, for 
what it costs to buy an airline ticket and hotel to fly to a and a hotel, et cetera, and et cetera. the time, it's, and it's yeah, yeah. You can you can basically you can afford to go to a second clinic. absolutely, and and that that makes a lot of sense. And the energy that it takes to travel and all the logistic of yep. it. Now you're just focusing on content, and I think it's yep. very efficient that way. Yep. The other thing for me, I've seen a lot of trainers I knew train in real life for the first time, because I had seen these trainers, you know, videos. But to see that these trainers, which I really look up to, sometimes things don't go according to plan, just like in my life. And it's, sorry, (laughs) I don't know, Siri on my Apple phone. Oh, God. What were you saying about things not going to plan? <laughs> What's that? That sounds totally bizarre. I can't stop it. Okay. It's like my phone does that sometimes. It really makes me feel like Big Brother is in the room. It's just, yes. it's Siri. It just, all of a sudden, it starts to talk and do things with my phone. Anyway, yeah, so to see... <laughs> How um, how these trainers get out of a situation or or just step back and start at another starting point is really useful. Yeah, yeah. Well, this we're recording this in the middle of January, and I don't know when we're actually be publishing it. But at the end of January, we have the Clicker Expo, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know whether this will get out before the expo. Who knows? But I'm going to be doing a demo at the clicker expo mm-hmm. with one of my clients and you know that's that's going to be interesting i'm attending by the way oh oh good yeah. excellent yeah. i'm looking well, forward to it you can you can uh, be a good supporter because it's um you know all the cues are going to be so different because i'm i'm used to being in front of a video camera that's fine but zoom creates all kinds of constraints that we have to be aware of for a demo. So it'll be interesting to see how it works. I have a wonderful client who has been just so generous and saying, oh, absolutely. But are you guys going to be in the same location? Yes. Okay, yeah. In your yeah, barn? No, in her no barn? I'm going to her barn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. because she has the internet connection. Oh, My, my barn, the internet connection is slow. just not, mm-hmm. it's not strong enough right. to guarantee that that we could do a Zoom session from my barn. So we're, we're going to her barn, yeah. and we're going to be visiting her, with her horse, who is just a lovely, lovely fellow. And he's going to be a great demo horse because she's had him not quite a year. Okay. So he's still very, I would say, very new to clicker training. Oh, yeah. So a year is nothing. And so he's far enough along that he understands the basics. He's got the beginnings of things. We can go back and show the very beginning steps. You know, this is what it looks like when you first get started, which was the whole point of this demo. And then, but we can move beyond that to say, okay, now now that he knows how to go to a mat, here are some of the ways in which we've used it. Now that he knows how to orient to a target, here's how this behavior that's now in repertoire how we can use it and he's not so far along that it starts to look magical mm. and you think oh you know i i could 
I, I don't I don't understand how you got how you could ever get out there. You know, like some of the you know what I mean, because you've you've got that with your horses that I think if somebody who was fairly new started to watch you with your horses, they'd be just blown away and be thinking, I don't I don't understand how you ever got your horse to do that. The the horses are beginning to add so many bells and whistles and the behaviors are are becoming more complex in what they're offering. Mm. And so he's he's in sort of a middle stage right. where you can see the beginning and you can also see where he's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I th- he's a great demo horse. Well, looking um, forward to that. Yeah. But it's going to be, you know, just what you're saying, you know, there, there we are. It's we're training live. Yeah. So it's very much like being at a clinic. Yeah. Except it's over video, and there are all the constraints because uh, because of the virus. We have to be careful about you know not getting too close. Oh, so yeah, there, there are things that you know that I would love normally be if it were just normal teaching. Well, you'll have a mask. You can. We'll have a mask. Yeah, you'll have but a still, mask. But still, we need to be you know we need to be careful. Yeah. So it's going to be a real... And you'll be in a well-ventilated area, I'm we'll sure. Be in a well-ventilated area, yes, all of those yeah, things. Yeah. Or neither one of us would be doing That's that. right, that's right. But for me, I'm actually pretty excited that this is happening in the community because I know you were traveling all the time, but yes. myself, I had kind of made a rule that I was only attending, I was only doing one trip a year. Like it was one conference a year, you know, because right. I, I traveled a lot with Cavalia, like yes. a lot. I spent my yes. whole life in, not my whole life, but that period of my life in uh, suitcases. And I, I don't want to travel that much anymore. And so for the conferences, it was like one a year. And now I'm finding that I can do more than that because, you know, there's not the whole traveling thing. And so I'm excited actually about it. The social, of course, the social element of it is, will be missed. Um, It was fun to have the dinners at Clicker Expo and all that, but we know it'll be back again. They've come up with some nice alternative experiences. Yeah, I saw like like cocktails, (laughs) alternative cocktails. Right, right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I know with my friends... We do that, you know, sometimes it's, it's not the yeah. same as in real, but it's, um, it's still a good way to keep in touch. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a good difference because I know I've had conversations with people from around the planet that, you know, just the catch up and, and it's been delightful. And I feel as though I'm sitting in their, in their living room or their kitchen chatting with them. And when we get done, I'm, Oh look, I'm I'm in my own. How nice! <laughs> How nice! <laughs> and I didn't have to get on a stuffy airplane mm. to go have that visit. So you know, I think everything will balance out after a while. I think there will be a balance where there'll be some traveling, that there will be a desire to get together in person to actually work with horses directly. You know, I, that was one of the things that when we started this, I was thinking, I know I. Ah, virtual coaching. How is that? How is that going to work? Because there are times when I'm watching horses at clinics where I don't really know what 
I want to suggest until I've actually taken the horse for a few minutes and felt things out. You know, I'll ask the person, is it all right if I, you know, can I have a play? It's usually how I phrase it. Can I have a play? And it's in that few minutes of conversation with the horse that I begin to feel, oh, you know, this is available, this isn't. Mm. And, and I was thinking, oh, with a virtual coaching, I'm not going to have that. So is this going to work? And it turned out, knock on wood, better knock on wood, it turned out that it worked magnificently. There were things to, to suggest. There were things to confirm. You know, I think sometimes the, what is most valuable is to say to somebody, you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're doing is good. Yeah. And, and keep doing it. Yeah, because we're always in such a hurry to get to the goal. We're filled with self-doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, self-doubt is a, it's a, just a real roadblock. So to have somebody come along and say, that's, yeah, that's really good. That's valid. Mm. That's, that's working for you. Because particularly when you get further along in your training, you know, when, when you're first starting out, like in the getting started clinic, that often is fairly easy because you're looking at big things. Mm. You're looking at the macro things. Oh, you're feeding with your right hand, and it would be better if you fed with your left hand, and here's why. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Mm. But then once somebody is familiar with the work, and they're, you've got a good working team, and they're moving the work along, you're not making big changes. Mm-hmm. You're nudging. Mm-hmm. You know, good training is about little nudges. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, we could do a whole podcast on nudging mm-hmm. because it, it's not about my trying to find some big thing. Right, yeah. Because usually, usually there isn't a big thing. Yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing really, there's nothing wrong with this picture. It's just you want to continue to progress and to move on and 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 so i'm sure it's the same if you're a tennis player you know at certain level it'll be these small little details that will make a difference yeah Mm. and so and and for the horse it shouldn't be some big dramatic change because that would be unsettling it's a it's a little nudge well how about you know just you know let's 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 shift the focus here and just nudge in that direction and oh look we found a behavioral cusp <laughs> mm-hmm. isn't that neat and look at how all of a sudden everything has opened up and changed wow where did that come from mm. that's really neat so i think everything that there will come a point where we can travel again and then we'll decide how much do we travel when do we travel for what reason do we travel and we'll be more sensible about the, i'll be more sensible about the travel and that this folding in of the virtual clinics along with some opportunities for getting together in person, it, it will all balance out in some way. And in the meantime, we'll just keep finding Easter eggs, as Susan Friedman hmm. would say. So that's what I wanted to share. All right. Was, uh, well, it sounds yeah, interesting. Good program. I wanted to talk about the clinics because I'm really excited buy them. I think they are going to be a great learning opportunity. And if people want to learn more about them, I've written uh, extensive descriptions of them on my website. So they would go to theclickercenter.com 
and just go to the events section and you can pull down the, the tabs to see the schedule and the format and so on. And you can register for them directly through the website, which makes things simpler. And if there, you know, if there are clinics that you particularly want to attend, I would say uh, reserve your spot early because the group sizes are small. So on that note, we'll, we'll say enough of the commercial break <laughs> and uh, wish everybody well. well. Well, so we'll go check that out. Thank you, yes. Alex. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Normally at this point, I would tell you about upcoming events. But since we have just spent the entire podcast talking about the clinics, I think this time I will just wish you all well. Stay safe and have fun with your training.